Hello, everyone, and welcome to the North versus South FPL podcast featuring myself, Heath, and my co-host, State. How's it going, buddy? Yeah, good, mate. Not bad, not bad. Things are hotting up. The Millers, oh, one game away. We just need winners last game in its promotion, pal. Oh. I, I, was, I was rooting for you guys last night. You're up against Sunderland, right? I was looking out for those yeah. scores. What, what? Yeah, we won nil up and then we, we scored an OG in the 88th minute, which, to be fair, he probably should have done better with, i.e. not put it in the back of his own net. You know? Wigan losing, though? No, exactly. Yeah, Wigan lost. And obviously, MK Dons didn't play because they're, they're already on 45 games. So, uh, yeah, I mean, last game of the season, we've got Gillingham away, who are fourth bottom, and they, they need to do something to to stay up. So, they've obviously got something to play for. MK Dons have got a tough one. They're away at Plymouth, I think. So, um, is it Plymouth? Yeah, I think they're away at Plymouth. So, I think, you know, hopefully... I, I don't think MK Dons will win now. I think they'll probably make, might get a draw, and a draw won't be good enough for them because we've got a plus six goal difference on and already. So MK Dons need a win, and that still might not guarantee him. And you know we could still win the title if we can drop points in their last game. So yeah, so, now it's all good. All, all the people out there who aren't one hundred percent aware of League One football but are looking for a bet on the last day, what's your top six? Wigan, Rotherham, MK Dons. Sheffield Wednesday, Plymouth, and Sunderland. Oh, so Wickham missing out. Yeah. I'd love to see Sunderland miss out. Oh, well, I'd love to see Wednesday miss out, but I don't think that's going to happen on, on both on both points, to be fair. Wednesday at home at Pompey. Sunderland, they're away at Morecambe. You know, so, I mean, Morecambe have still got something to play for. They could still go down themselves, to be fair. I mean, they need both Gillingham and Fleetwood to win and for them to go down, you know, so they've still got to be careful, I guess. But, yeah, I just, yeah, I see I see Wickham potentially missing out. I hope I'm wrong, but, you know, the way at Burton, and Burton are just a funny team. They just seem to, you know, pick up random victories here and there. So, you know, I think, I think Wickham might become a, a sucker punch to that. Nice. Okay. Well, if you're wondering, yeah, I think it's going to be Burnley, Everton, and Norwich to go down. <laughs> I wasn't wondering. I wasn't wondering, but I mean, I like your optimism. I think you're very wrong. Yes. Think, um, but um, I mean, you're only you're only probably wrong with one club potentially. You know, I think you know Norwich. Yes, Everton quite possible. I think the other club might be Watford, though. He. Just might be Watford. I mean, I'm sorry, mate. You know, I don't want you to go down. Although, if we if we go up, you coming down would be nice. We could do something again, and hopefully, we actually play each other on a Saturday for once, which we always tend to get each other on midweek games when Robin play Watford in in the Championship. So Saturday be good because then we can do a proper session on, on at one or the other, couldn't we? So sounds good, mate. Sounds possible. good. All right, well. Yeah. Let's uh let, let's let's get on with this uh this podcast, mate. Uh, we with this week we've um we've got our game week review as usual. We've got our Michael Keane shit list. We've got our North versus South mini league updates. We've got a new feature this week, which is going to be our top five sporting movies, and we're going to basically put that together into some kind of top ten overall between the the, the two of us. And then we got a game week preview. It's quite a quite a shortish podcast this week, but I think we gave you a bit too much probably last week. So this is where you make up your time. <laughs> so with that in mind, let's let's crack on with, with this week's game week review. So is is an interesting game week, and uh, I mean realistically, I think if you're a neutral right now, it's going. It's not finished yet. It's going the way you would want it to. Yeah. Just to make things clear, I am not interested in this being a fucking tight head-to-head. I want to fucking get away from this man so that I can relax the last couple of game weeks. So, yeah, unlike Heath and the, the rest of the listeners who want in a tight contest, I don't want that. But we're going to have it because, yeah, my team's not going to catch Heathy this week unless Heathy's Chelsea lock all get sent off, miss a penalty each maybe. That would that'd work quite nicely and that might give me half a chance, but um, it's not likely. So obviously my team, I can only pick from the 10 most Northern sides in the Premier League. So that's from Norwich, Leicester, Wolves, 
all above that, basically, to include your full-on Northern team. So just so you're aware of that. Um, so I'm on 46 points at the moment. I didn't make any transfers this game week. Um, I was willing, I, I know I said I don't want a contest, but I wanted to save two transfers because I've got other things that I want to get doing in preparation for these double game weeks that we're going to have coming up for a few clubs. So I've, deci I've decided not to make any transfers. So I'm on 46 points. Edison, two points because fucking Watford somehow scored a goal. At hey. I mean, it's the only thing that they did do okay-ish. The rest of the game, they, they were not great. Um, well, they weren't terrible, but they're just nowhere near as good as say. So that was, that cost me, really, to be fair. It cost me a few points because Edison didn't get a clean sheet. So he only got two. He obviously didn't get any saves because Watford only probably had the one shot on goal all game and it went in. So um, I, I think, oh, no, he made one save on top of that. So they had two shots on target all game, Watford. That tells you everything. We're never going to win a game when City score five. So Cancelo, one point. Again, you know, didn't get any assists or anything when they scored five goals. I mean, come on. I was hoping that he might have done that, um, but it didn't, unfortunately. So no good there. Conor Cody, two points. Wolves' as clean sheet runs are well and truly over. They haven't had one in the last four game weeks. I was hoping they might have shared a nice, lovely nil-nil with Burnley. That would have gone down really well, but... um. Unfortunately not. So two points from Connor. Then my Liverpool lads, yeah, solid. Trent, five points. Got a clean sheet, but got a yellow card. No assist, but, you know, to be fair, Everton did well, I thought. You know, they were lucky. Um, but um, we can get on to that in a bit. Uh, Van Dijk, seven points. You know, solid, clean sheet. Got one bonus point. You know, Virgil, as always, awesome. Then midfield, Cornette didn't play. I mean... I'm not surprised he didn't play because he's been missing penalties and costing his team. But um, I think he had a he's had a little bit of a knock, so um, that's why he didn't play. So no points from there. I will have Anthony Gordon to come in with a big one point. That's unfortunate because he should have had more. But again, we'll get on to that later. James Madison, two points for Leicester. They actually started playing him again, so well done for him. This is where I got my captain pick wrong. I went Salah captain, De Bruyne and Vice. De Bruyne got nine points against Watford, obviously. Only played 56 minutes, but two assists, two bonus points. What what assist for that first oh, time? Oh, man. The guy's, the guy's just nuts. I mean, if you, and if you watched the Champions League game last night, he that first half, the, the man was just, he's just brilliant. I mean, for me, arguably at the moment, you know, I know Salah's obviously on form, but De Bruyne is the, the best footballer on the planet I think at this moment in time you know as an all-round footballer he there's not much he can't do he's not he's decent defensively he's passing he can score he can create he works hard you know I don't see there being a better all-round footballer in, in the world at this moment in time for me and he, he's, he's that good he would walk into every single team in this world that's for sure I always say to my mate was a Liverpool fan you know what your midfield could do you add De Bruyne into like Fabinho and Thiago, De Bruyne pushed on a bit more, you, you become completely unstoppable then with Liverpool because of that. So he's that good. Um, just ridiculous. So yeah, he got nine points. Salah, my captain, he got 12 points. So he obviously got an assist and he got one point for a clean sheet bonus. So he got six points. So he went up to 12. So he didn't have as good of a game I was hoping. But I thought, again, like I said, Everton, I thought did really well, you know, unlucky in a lot of things. Then up top, Sam Maximin, he got four points. He actually got an assist this week. I think that's his first assist or goal in about 12 game weeks or 10 game weeks. So maybe who's, who's maybe at fault for continuing to have him in his side? I think that's probably me, maybe. Um, but yeah, and then Timo Puke finally had a quieter week and just got the two points. You know, I thought Norwich, I didn't fancy him to beat Newcastle, but I thought they'd have got a goal or something out of it because, I mean, They've been scoring goals of late, you know, picking up um, some points. So I thought they would have at least got, you know, a goal or so again. He, he did have one that he rounded the keeper, but he just, yeah, he just took, he didn't, he took his time. He didn't make a decision. Yeah. And then, you know, all the defenders exactly. come back in time. Yeah. Yeah. So a bit, bit annoying that, but Newcastle again showing that, you know, showing that they're, um, you know, well and truly miles away out of that um, relegation fight and they're into the top half of the table. They were on eight points back in, in like end of December or something stupid, and then they, they are. I think from like from like January, 
if the table started in January, Newcastle would be second in the league behind Liverpool right now. Fair plays with Eddie Howe, mate. I actually, yeah. I said, I remember saying to you about maybe three or four podcasts ago. I said, well, actually, maybe like four or five podcasts ago that, you know, what are the odds on Newcastle getting into Europe now? Because at the time, they were just wow. winning every single game. I think they just had a bit yeah. too much to do in the end. Man United and West Ham lose their remaining fixtures. Newcastle win all theirs. Newcastle get 55 points. Man U stay on 54 and West Ham 52. So, you know, they could technically still get into that into Europe but you know I, I can't see West Ham and Man United not picking up at least one win out of the last yeah. four to be honest yeah. with you so but yeah amazing what he's done you know fantastic obviously they made some good signings in January got themselves a spine that Bruno looks good defensively better attacking wise obviously because the defense is more solid and the, the setup better they, they, they seem to have a, a sort of an identity of how they're the, wanting to play and it's Causing problems. So, yeah, fair play at Newcastle. Really doing well. And Connor in the pie chart group, the you, mate. Congratulations on kicking someone out of the group this week. Well done, by the way. Um, <laughs> but, but, but also, you're going to be buzzing for next season, I'm sure. So, I mean, I think a lot of them, a lot of Newcastle fans, I don't think they'll still be getting too carried away because I think Newcastle fans are very realistic in, in the ones I've met, you know, although they should have always been, they should always be top half and Really, if they, they got their acts together, now they've got this money, they can definitely be challenging in four or five years' time, I think. But I don't want them to get too ahead of themselves. I don't think most of them will, but I'm sure they're all thinking, so what, what if, you know, next season? You know, what if we could mount something? But, yeah, well done at Newcastle. Um, So, yeah, um, we've obviously Pookie only getting two points. Like I said, I've got Anthony Gordon going to come in for Cornet for one point, which will move me up to 47. It'll... Be slightly above the average for the game week, but I think I'm going to be on a red and do, going down in, in a few groups. But um, yeah, like I said, you're, I think you're getting the win this week, Heath. But um, yeah, it's hopefully it's damage limitation. Hopefully your um, Chelsea boys in their second game don't do too much and cause you to catch up with me too much with the overall points as well. So yeah, on on to you, Heath. Go on, lay yeah. lay lay it down. Yeah, it was good. It was good for me. Um, I'm not going to lie. I I did take I I, I took a, a hit this week. I brought in Alonso and Aspidaqueta for Rudiger and Doherty. I was really frustrated with Do- uh, with with Rudiger though because it's just that whole thing of you know someone's got a double game week and you've got a player in preparation for that. He gets injured just before that double game week, and then that means you've got to make an extra transfer. But it is what it is. So. At the moment, yeah, I've got Martinez in goal. He got a clean sheet, got six points. Aspilicueta, like I say, he got six points. So James at the moment is my captain, and obviously he didn't play. So if he doesn't play against United, then my vice would be Kane. So there's not much going on there. But if he, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that he does play. I don't know exactly what was wrong with him, to be honest, why he didn't play, but hoping they just rested him. And then Alonso got, got an assist. So, and you get... Yeah, he must have got yeah two bonus points, but he got booked as well. So basically, he got ten points. So that was a good transfer for both the the two Chelsea defenders. Then I have Bowen, who didn't start. He came on. I think West Ham obviously rotated for Europe. Son with three points. Obviously, didn't quite work out for them at Brentford. It's so funny what's happening with the Arsenal Spurs thing at the moment. They're just. One week I'm getting points from Spurs players. Next week I'm getting points from Arsenal, but never at the same time. And talking of Arsenal players, Saka, I mean, the guy's just, at the moment, he's just turning himself into a season keeper, isn't he? For next season, maybe. Just seems to be getting goals and assists. And I mean, this week he got a goal and an assist. Obviously he had the penalty, so he's taking penalties. I don't know if he would be if Lacazette had have played, but... At the same time, he took his penalty very well. So maybe he's in contention for next season. But 13 points for him. Then the main man, James Ward-Prowse. Wow. Another free kick. You could blame the keeper, but I just think when you're that good a free kick taker, I think it's mind games, isn't it? It's a bit like Beckham won against Greece. You know, he took about five or six free kicks back in those days for the, the World Cup qualifier back in the day. And, you know, the keeper saved every single one of them or Beckham just missed. But then the last one, you yeah. could say, oh, the keeper should be saving that. It's exactly the same with Ward-Prowse, I think. It, he's had quite a few free kicks against Watford, I've noticed. And I've just thought, what do you do when they're that good, that precise? 
you know, you're assuming yeah. he's going to go over the wall, but then you're thinking, but he knows I'm thinking that. So therefore I think he might, see, so it's all about that first step, isn't it? For a goalkeeper, but his first, his first one was right in the, the corner of the goalkeeper's side. So you could say it's the keeper's fault, but again, like I explained, it's, it's mind games. Uh, so he got, and he, he took his second goal beautifully. I mean, just one of those yes. ones, you just oh. know when you hit it, it's just on its way low, just above the ground bottom corner again perfectly hit and uh and obviously three bonus points so he got me 15 points then obviously like i say lacazette didn't play so i've got well, i've got walker peters potentially coming in for him but if james doesn't play i'll have ericsson coming in with three points and walker peters was just one for both of those who didn't play tony got two points hit the post could have scored a bit unlucky. Yeah. It looked lively again. I'm definitely keeping him a, a, about the team. Looks uh, looks like he's at end of season form, so looking good. And Kane, I mean, Kane had a really good chance at the end, overhead kick or bicycle kick or however you want to call it, and just past the post. So, you know, they they all had their moments. So I'm quite happy. Obviously, I'm very happy. So overall, I've got 58 points. Obviously, take away the four, so that's 54. Um, it would be crazy if I didn't win this week. I mean, it's like. Some, you know, yeah, the Chelsea defenders would have to get in a massive scrap, a couple of own goals, a couple of red cards, plenty of goals conceded for me to really lose this. I guess if James does play, gets own goal, red card, concedes, then maybe yeah. I'm on for that. But who knows? So I'm not. <laughs> yeah, that is that, that is uh yeah a bit drastic kind of, yeah bit yeah but um yeah we'll see but what that does mean is that after this Chelsea game, it means that State and I this like every week we say it but it's just crazy i mean it's not even like the thing was that last week you smashed me like the week before i smashed you the week before that you smashed me it's just you know we're going into like yes. ridiculous territory here where who would have it's like like we couldn't have planned it any better game week 35 you know we're going to be even on points on the head-to-head and the points difference is getting slightly closer so there's so yeah. much to play for for those last four game weeks really isn't there yeah yeah lots to play for i think you know it's um yeah it's it's looking like it's gonna be you know last day of the season type stuff at this moment oh so, mate that'd be yeah. great if if we do that we've they got to really be, yeah. yeah we've got to think about Can't do a live yes yeah. yes we've yeah. got to think about that mate i mean yeah. to be honest i've heard other podcasts talking about it and they've already got it set up we on the other hand have have just decided that that would be a good idea yeah yeah on the spot <laughs> on the spot Let, let's do it yeah let's do it <laughs> yeah i think i think it should be done but there's so much to play for the good thing is that because the points are close as well we can't neither of us really can afford to make crazy transfers to kind of win a game yeah. week like you could have done earlier in the season but you know that's where we are it, it should be quite interesting but I assume state because because the game week didn't go to to plan. I, I assume that this this next feature is going to be a, uh, a a quite a passionate one from yourself. Although last week, although you you smashed me last week and you, you your shit list this was yeah. uh, was pretty passionate anyway. So yeah, you can always find something to grumble about. Eve. You know that you can always slag people off, give some shit. You know that's <laughs> um, that's how I roll. You know at the end of the day, I'll always find somebody to to get at. You know there's there's plenty of people. There's plenty of things happening in the world to give me give me reason to rant. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Next, you know what we could just call it states rant list. To be fair, in future, but then again, that'd be disrespectful to Michael Keane, our our not sponsor, but who the the shit list is named after. So yes. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Poor Michael Keane. I mean, you know, he could keep a clean sheet and he'd still be on the shit list. Probably, I don't see see changing for him. So. Yeah, I mean, shit list wise, let's see now. So, for obviously anyone who doesn't know about the shit list, where have you been in all our lives? The shit list is basically a chance for me and he to name five things or people or whatever that we want to say is on our shit list. And um, sometimes we're on it ourselves. Sometimes we put each other on it. Sometimes we've got things on it that are basically absolutely nothing to do with our teams, but some something else. So. Yeah, the shit list is, is, is fantastic for us to vent, to get our anger out, abuse people, because it means we can abuse people and not get repercussions for it. That's what the shit list is all about. Okay. So yeah. Heath, by the way, what's what's your shit list looking like? Okay, so mine's pretty straightforward and I'm gonna get through it quite quickly. So the first one, probably the most embarrassing moment of the weekend, goes to Nuno Tavares. 
I think we we talked about this earlier in the season with the the uprising of knee slide celebrations and the oh. fact that you know the, these some of these Premier League pitches aren't informing the players of their their watering situation because if you saw Nuno Tavares go for his knee slide, wow, the guy <laughs> got it all wrong and. Um, you know, it's it's not like it's on live TV. You know, and, and they've got a global audience of. You're you safe know. for doing the, the the Ronaldo celebration, aren't you? Really, you are. You are. I, I do. I I did though. Have a, having said that, I think it was Collins at Burnley. He uh, honestly, yes, he nailed that knee slide. I mean, he was in the air for as long as I think Ronaldo's been in the air for that UFO yeah. goal. <laughs> and he comes down, but he's well aware. He knows that Burnley pitch is going to be well watered. And yeah, it was soaking and he, he really enjoyed that. But yeah, Nuno Tavares, I would I would get in touch with with, with Collins and, and just ask him how he how he was able to to master the knee side. Because you need you need help, mate. You need help with that. That was <laughs> very poor. Maybe it's because He's a fullback and he wasn't expecting to score and therefore he got a bit carried away. But yeah, so he he has to go there as as numero uno on my uh, on my shit list. The second one, I'm pretty sure you probably have this on yours, so it might mess yours up a little bit. But Tim Krul for the awful mistake and that that led in Bruno Guimaraes with his cheeky cheeky assist. I mean, uh, cheeky goal. And yeah, I mean, when you're down the bottom, as I've been feeling all season. It's those really weird mistakes you can't be having. And I know that they were 2-0 down at the time, but that mistake was just... And Tim Krull's a lot more experienced. He should should know better. I don't understand yeah. this playing out from the back when you're, you know... Yeah, it's... You it know, sometimes just seen, doesn't look right at all, does it? Yeah, look, you know, unless you've got a quality on the ball, like you, Edison, your Allison, your Manuel Neuer's, you know, then there is going to be the times where you just got to realise, put my foot through the fucking thing you know stop it's also who's in front of you mate you know like yeah. those defenders like the fact is that if you're you just got to read the room i mean if you're two nil down at home to newcastle or any team in the premier league the last yeah. thing you want as a defender is to receive the ball when they're pressing you heavily but yeah. again you know that's that's why crawl's got to go on there really because like if norwich are two nil up or something and they're doing it fair play they're full of confidence everyone wants the ball everyone's excited Everyone's looking at three points, but you know, two nil down at home, and yeah, you, you you're on your way down to the championship. That's the last thing you want. So it looked a bit lazy, anyway. But that that was pretty bad. Then two two guys who who come in to uh, become one really because they made the same mistake as Mr. Bruno Fernandez and uh, Jorginho. When they do that little skip and the the little tap, and they send the goalkeeper the wrong way. Uh, mm. It's these moments that you kind of look at it and go, that they must look very silly. And to be fair, very brave to then try it again. And I'm sure Jorginho, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's missed a penalty or two in the past doing the same thing. But I feel like because Bruno hit the post and he went wide, he kind of slightly got away with it in a way. But Jorginho, because it basically, I mean, Fabianski actually probably helped him out. He made it look a little bit more dramatic. He could have literally yeah. stopped it with his right foot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Could. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then yeah. he's not in a, in a in a playground, is he? Really? So yeah. But no, no it's, it was uh, both those penalties were were shocking, and I guess I'd say it's it's a risk versus reward situation with those. If you're going to do it, you're going to have to accept the fact that every now and then you're going to miss one and look like an absolute clown. But that's the reason why I'm on the shit list. So yeah, that's me, Dan. Yeah. Well. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you took a few from me, which I don't mind, to be fair, you know, because, you know, these are things that definitely need to be handed out. Bruno Fernandes, what the fuck, man? I mean, seriously, seriously. Having a mayor there, isn't he, to be honest with you? Real mayor. So, yeah, things are things are not going good for the, the, the Bruno pickers out there, if, um, if there's still many of him, many people on him, I guess. You know, he's, um, I mean, he's not had a terrible season. He's got 138 points, but minus one against Arsenal for doing that i mean he's still owned by over 15 percent of teams at the moment so i bet that'll dwindle down after um after that penalty miss but yeah bruno was on mine tim cruel definitely as well uh george genio never gonna um put him on my shit list to be fair because um he gave me a very very happy moment in the last summer when he didn't score the what would have been the winning penalty in the euros 
Now, I know that moment was short-lived, but it was still a great bloody moment. When, you're, when England <laughs> are in the final year, they've got a score penalty. You know Jorginho is very good at them. And Pickford made that great save. I was on fire. For like, you know, I was running around, head over my, my shirt over my head. You know, I was celebrating like we'd won it because even though, we, you know, we went on and lost still. So I got my face. But for that reason, I'm still not going to do it because I, I, in that moment, I had so much joy and happiness when he when Pickford saved a Jorginho penalty. So you'll, you won't go on my shit list, Jorginho. Never, never. Okay? Unless you sign for the North team and do that for the North team and cost me points, which loses me a game week. That'll be the other <laughs> thing. Okay, so yeah, so so that way. Uh, bars on my shit list this week. Fucking hell. I mean, I know everyone's sort of like going on about Liverpool at the moment, but seriously, if that want a Liverpool moment, I don't know what fucking war. Anthony Gordon has to be given a penalty there in that second half. What on earth is going on? Every single pundit in the world saying it. Jamie Carragher's saying it. You know, you couldn't find a more biased Liverpool man in the world. And, you know, he... And even he's saying it. Everyone's saying it. It was a penalty. It's a, you know, Everton had played him well. Gordon had a great game. I know he got booked for a dive in the first half, which was, yeah, I mean, lots of people do that dives. Anywhere else on pitch, referee probably doesn't give him a foul. He might get a free kick for it, but spent a bit more time on it with it being in the penalty area. But Gordon, I thought, were really good. He caused Trent problems because, you know, and Everton you know, did cause a few problems because, you know, Liverpool obviously pushed the full-backs on. But they told Anthony Gordon, you know, stay wide, get for, get the ball and run, get into that space. And, you know, I thought they they put in a really good effort, did Everton. Obviously, Liverpool just have, have too much quality. They have players come off the bench, Diaz, you know, who can just make a difference. Divock, what a legend Divock is, you know, coming off the bench as always, scoring a goal against Everton. I think he only scores against Everton or Barcelona, doesn't he, Divock? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. I mean, not, not bad, but, um, you know, you might want to, sort of branch out a little bit, pal. But yeah, Bar's going on for that. It's a shocking, shocking decision that that's not been given as a penalty. And it, and it's, you know, these are the sort of things that can cost teams their spot in the in the Premier League. You know, that could help Liverpool win the title. You know, they don't ever get a penalty score. My, Liverpool might not go on and win game. Probably still will, but you, you just don't know at that point. So I think it's just, um, yeah, a bit of a, Bit of a sore spot that from VAR. I think you really let yourselves down, um, to be fair, on that one. And now that's the first time I think VAR have been on it for a few weeks, to be honest with you. I think they've been doing quite well on a number of things. But, but yeah, that's that's not on there. Um, next person on my shit list is none other than a Watford player. Um, so can you guess which Watford player this is? Um, hmm, let me think. Um, it's not Kamara, is it? Of course it is. <laughs> from putting the ball in the back of the net, what's he thinking about? Costing right. me some points, all right? Costing me some bloody clean sheet points there. Eight points. Eight points that I've got more there. I'd have been on to 54, and guess what? If I'm on 54, won a tied game week, and you then are desperate for Chelsea not to do something stupid. Because, you know, one error, and that's it. You know, so, <laughs> you know, they Kamara as himself cost me big time. It's and, a good goal know, though, wouldn't it, mate? It was a good goal. I couldn't give a shit what I was <laughs> good goal, all right? I'm not interested in talking about <laughs> nice build up. this man. All right. You I know, feel like De Bruyne stole our show there. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit better, yeah. But yeah. So Kamara, what the feck are you doing, pal? Absolute nightmare. Cost me big time. Not impressed. Not happy. So yeah. So so, yeah, and that, that completes my shit list. Like I said, you, you took the penalty thing and the cruel thing. There's only Kamara that I can really have a real go at from, you know, from, from the FPL point of view of my team. I'm not blaming Edison and Cancelo for it. I'm blaming Kamara for it, okay? Fair play, mate. Yeah. I like it, although I do think Edison should have saved it. <laughs> yeah, he, should, he probably should have done, but, you know, I, I think he's, yeah, he's probably kept me a fair few points this season, so I'm, I'm probably I'm fairly happy with with that so so yeah well that that's it for my shit list this game week nice well, i like i like it mate it was it was a good shit list it was probably a little bit underwhelming if i'll be honest with you. i thought you were going to be a bit angrier but to be fair nah, you know, nah. in a way it's, it's quite nice to have a, a, a chilled shit list <laughs> so, go away the next next few will be more vocal i would imagine 
Yeah, fast forward, uh, state is smashing yeah. the computer screen while he's doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe yeah, I'm in the happened. fucking lead all, week, all year. And you come <laughs> yeah. to me the last couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it's it may I I like it I like because in a weird way because I've always been behind you I've never felt like I'm under pressure I feel like you're under pressure but yeah, you've what. never really been that far you you had a period where you're kind of like maybe eight points ahead or twelve points at one point but it's never been that far yeah we'll see but anyway talking of leagues let's talk about our our North versus South mini league update and let's let's kind of see how the rest of the guys have been getting on. Obviously, there's still a lot to play for. I think that the title race is still on just. So, State, what, what's, what's happening on the uh, North First South Mini League? Well, North First South Mini League, we have definitely still, I mean, still a chance of a title race, yes. Yeah? So, Kevin Bernard's at the top. So, he's on 2-2-3-7 overall, and his game week's 53 points at the moment. Um, he has got Havertz as captain, so they play Man United um, this uh, this night. He's got Mount in his team. He's got Werner in his Werner in his team as well. Um, he's gonna have six points coming in for him because he played Shah at Newcastle in his side. He didn't play, and he's got Matty Cash with a six pointer for for a clean sheet from Villa. So he's got that happening. Chris Wood, I don't think he played either for Newcastle. So he's got Gellart coming in with another point. So. He's got seven points to come in, make him 60. And then he's got a captain in Havertz, a mountain burner to play against Man United. So he could um, he could quickly turn things around, actually, this game week, if truth be told, I think, um, if it's, um, you know, if, if things go his way. Connor Turin's the one chasing him. He's on 2186 at the moment. So he's, he's still 51 behind, but he's, he's got 65 for this game week. He's got Havertz as captain as well. He's got Werner in. He hasn't got Mount. He's got Alonso in. So that's the differentiator, mm. really, is Alonso versus Mount for, for them two to see who's going to... Every, everything else, they're going to you know get similar. They're going to get a similar score. If Alonso can go big and Mount doesn't today, then I think you know that's where you could see you know Connor catching a little bit. So that, there's a differentiator and something that can, that can happen. That's the top two anyway. I think um, we could... Um, See that I mean Mike Matthews is close as well on two one seven. He's got sixty one game week this week. So again, he's he's not really gone big on Chelsea. He's only got Mountain really. So he's not got much to come in um for the rest of the game week. But in terms of the game week itself, um I mean no one's gone crazy in the in the hauling. Um you know no one's no one's hit the big seven zero yet. To be fair, um our man, Big Ben, Big Ben Marion played his wild card. Left the wild card to let. Good. <laughs> I tell you what, good sustainability for, for someone who's doing so shit in the league, Ben. I mean, God, you don't save your wild cards if you're doing shit in your in all your leagues, to be fair. And he is doing shit in all the leagues he's in. I can see the 14th, 22nd, 83rd, 17th. Yeah, he's 14th in a head-to-head league. He's not doing very well, so he saved his wild card for this game week. <laughs> Funny times. But, I mean, he's on 69. He's probably going to get more. He's got Ronaldo's captain. He's got Havertz, he's got Alonso still play. So, you know, if Ronaldo can score a couple, um, which we know at the moment, he's probably not going to do it again in April because he's already done it once. Then and he's, he might he might hold big and be the game week leader um, for, for that. So, well done, Big Ben. Well done to you. Heath, if obviously Chelsea do well tonight, then, you know, you could you could sort of find yourself definitely in that 70, 70, 75 mark. Down at the bottom, El Badger Poopers, big 22. Samuel Diamond, high tech, 27. Joe Hadley, the UnitedDivision.org, 11 points. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I mean, Bruno is your captain at the moment. You've got Sancho, you've got Shaw, you've got Mount. <laughs> he's you've got, got Luke Prowse Haku. on the bench. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, He's going to come in. He's going to get 15 he points is. from that, isn't he? Fuck you. What a spawny bastard. Anyway, but um, I, mean, I don't think he's been doing much to his team because he's still got Michael Keane in it and Ben Foster, so... Yeah, never mind. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think um, I think obviously the, the 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 telling factor is the top. You know, Kevin Kevin is um still leading. He's got a good handy lead, but it only takes a bad game week, as we know at this time. And there's a lot of double game week. There's a lot of teams having double game week coming up in um in thirty six, aren't there? So thirty six could be a a big game week for for differentials, and um, we'll see we'll see how that pans out. Awesome, mate. Awesome. Yeah. Good work. I feel like we, we, 
we had the incentive of keeping the relegation like keeping a relegation in there and uh, and making it interesting for the guys on the bottom but there's something that tells me that they're probably not listening and probably not really putting much effort in. So yeah, might not yeah, be, I think, yeah, might not be not, the carrot at the end of the stick, right? No, not at not the moment, I don't think. I mean, the only other thing to sort of say is that we've got, obviously, this last this weekend coming is the last game, class is the last game week of April. Um, so, you know, we'll have the, the Manager of the Month award. Uh, leading at the moment is Bailey Mark, the 11 Optimist on 262, Mike Matthews, 256. Connor Turin, 245, Big Ben, 237, Go on, my son, Beldora Tempest, 233, won't say the person in sixth place name, but it's Fornals a tie now, 233, um, and well, and then myself, 231 in seventh. So I think um, you're, you're nowhere near this fucking game. No, not, not this a good one. I say I'm up and down. I have one good week and then a bad week, and it's basically like, say it's yeah. all about Spurs and Arsenal at the moment. Thank you, as always, to everyone who's who joined and has continued. And next season, we hope you will do the same again as well. So, yeah, th- thanks very much. Um, and I think that then moves us on to our feature for the for the for the week, actually. And so we have decided we'd do a little chat about our top five sporting movies. Me and he both did a sport degree, you know, sport media and culture degrees. You know, I was basically watching movies for a, fair, a lot of it to be fair so it was quite quite a nice dos around lovely but, it was lovely yeah it was, it was very nice so but yeah so we decided we'd do this um and just have a, yeah, a bit of a fun chat about it, you know what our favorite films were and then like he said create a top 10 out of it our, our five so Heath, do you want to kick us off yes so my number five is dodgeball oh, oh yes yes Pepper needs you shorts. Yes. yes. Dodgeball <laughs> has to be in there. I, I think it's one of those films that it's silly, but it's watchable. You can, I've definitely watched it more than five times. I reckon that you can keep watching it. And there's, uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's plenty there going on. I That's feel awesome. like Ben Stiller steals the show without oh. a doubt. Um, you made yeah. me bleed my own blood. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it's over between you and me, Cadence. <laughs> Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> yeah. so, he is brilliant. Yeah, great he, he's guy. he's great, and um, yeah, so that's definitely number five. See, dodgeball. Yeah, it was it was it was in my top ten, but it didn't quite make the top five. I, I've gone quite serious with my five, to be fair. So you know, yeah, dodgeball's fantastic. Can't argue with that. So number five on my one is um is a a golfing one tin cup with kevin oh, Costner. beautiful tin cup i mean Rene russo's in there and this, you know she's pretty tidy to be fair as well which means you've got a little eye candy to look at but you know it's it's an absolute nutter on the golf course with no mental game whatsoever about every shot in the book now i'm sure there's many golfers who are probably like that but um i mean i just go mental on the golf course because i play shit shots so he's playing good shots and then just loses his ragging i just yeah Fun film, good for golf, you know, person. If you can't win the US Open, if you haven't seen it, and Kevin Costner, just, you know, and Rene Russo having a nice little bit of romance in there. So a bit of comedies in there. So, yeah. I always kind of like bulk that up with the uh, Legend of Bag of Vance and yeah. Fields of Dreams. Yeah. I have I have all three of those films in my head and, and things happen in one and in the other. Mm. And I couldn't tell you which one it is, if that makes sense. Well, because I've only, yeah. I think I've only watched all of them like once a long time ago, you know? Aye. Yeah, Legends and Bag of Ants is good, quite mystical in that. I nearly thought, I did want to put a golf movie in there, but um, and I nearly, I thought about Happy Gilmore, but obviously, but I, I wanted to go, <laughs> wanted to go a bit more serious. Happy serious. Gilmore, again, was, was with Dodgeball, it made my top 10, and, um, but uh, I didn't fancy it for the top five, but yeah. So, yeah, actually, thinking about it now, because I've got dodgeball at my number five, people might have just gone, oh, fuck this, just turned off straight yeah. away. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Who have you got floating in at four then, eh? This is a tricky one because I'm, I I kind of like looking at it now and I'm thinking, am I sure? But I'm going to go with it. I've got Remember the Titans. American oh, what film. a film. What yeah. a film. Race relations. It's, you know, the idea that, you know, these young kids at a young age are already kind of like looking at each other in, in a negative light just because of their skin colour. And by the end of it, you know, Julius and 
the other chap i can't remember his name they become best friends and you know oh, so, so much happens do listen campbell campbell and bertier yeah yeah and yeah it's brilliant i mean let's know, side Den, yeah Den, denzel's denzel's awesome i mean any film yeah. he's in you've got a chance a bit yeah. over the top it's a bit silly it's very american obviously but i loved it i think it's great nah. Yeah, good. Now, nah, great, great shout, great shout on the American football film. Yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm liking it, liking it a lot. So, my number four, Hoosers. Nice, yes. Gene Hackman, <laughs> basketball, high school basketball teacher, um, team coach, and yeah, he's got a bit of like a coach Carter type thing to it in a, in a small way. Obviously, a lot earlier, you know, they, so. Um, it was for a small town called Hickory, and then they end up going and winning state. And yeah, he, he comes in and changes the way the players play, makes sure they follow his rules and stuff like that. And you know, implements a winning mentality as well. And again, it's you know, it's a feel-good film to be honest with you. And like I say, if you watch it, it's, you know, it's not your modern sort of thing. It's what you can imagine a lot of high school basketball sort of courts look like as well. You know, where they don't have massive funding and that, and you know, it just um, you know, it's got that sort of very authentic feel to it, I think, and a good watch. You know, Gene Hackman being his usual sort of, sort of self, I think, in there, you know, a bit of arrogance. I think a lot of people, a lot of people watch like a sporting movie like that would call that a good one, definitely. Awesome, mate. I can't remember Hoosiers that well. Again, something that I've watched a long, long time ago, but I can't really remember it that clearly. Gene Hackman knows, again, yeah. another great yeah. actor who just yeah. steals the show most of the time. Dennis Hopper's also a wild drunk in it and gets him to get sober and be on, be on the, his coaching and stuff. And stuff. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. Who's number three then, Heath? Mate, it's, it's again another serious one. Mike Bassett, England manager. Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, we've got to have a football one on, 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 the pod, on this top five of each because I don't have one, so you've, you've saved the day. Nice. <laughs> Otherwise, we're, we're useless. Yeah, great yeah. film. This actually... This feature state actually came up with this feature after we did the 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 Mike Bassett quiz. Actually, I would firmly say that I mean, if you've not seen Mike Bassett before, then give it a watch. It's 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 really good fun. You know, Ricky Tomlinson takes over the England job where he's just you know completely out of his depth. England are shocking. I mean, to be fair, it's it's probably not too dissimilar to many years of watching England. <laughs> to be fair, no, it's it's, it's good fun and. The one thing that's a bit frustrating about Mike Bassett England manager is that they they flirted with having a a sequel for, for many years. And I think they were yeah. very tempted to do one for this this World Cup just gone. Uh, sorry, the Euro it was just a TV gone. series one there. They did a oh, series. Oh yeah, that's that right. One. Yeah, that wasn't yeah. that wasn't that great to be honest. I don't remember that being that great. But the film itself though is just just brilliant. There's so many quotable yeah. things. But definitely give it a watch if you've not seen it for a while. And uh, I think State kind of shout it out the other time when we had the quiz. It's, it's on YouTube, so you can probably watch it on there in intervals. Yeah, you can watch it be on YouTube. And yeah, well done for Heath for bringing it up. Three cheers for Heath. Hip, hip, hip. Shut up. <laughs> oh, I had to do a quote of that one. Because just... Yeah, great. Um, My number three is Moneyball. Oh, yeah. Um, Moneyball. Fantastic film. Brad Pitt, Jonah Hill's in it. Um, they're the sort of the, the main two, but it's 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 based on a true story. It's about the Oakland Athletics, the Oakland A's, basically, who were a small budget sort of team and decided to go down a route about using the data, using the stats to actually create a team that would win it. So going against that all, you know, the big players, the big name people, it's all about getting you know, getting runs, getting, you know, on base, you know, and, you know, not worrying about someone in a home run or whether they get walks, you know, every time to first base, you know, it's all about, you know, using the, the, the data. And this is based on a true story and it's really good. A great watch. Even if you're not into baseball, it's a, fan, a fascinating watch. I, I kind of like my baseball. I do. I'm not like big up on it as in knowing everything, but, you know, I like to watch it. You know, I find it you know, quite interesting, especially after that film, even more so. And, you know, Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill play it really well together. I really recommend watching it. I think you got it on. It's on Netflix, I think, at the moment. And, yeah, it's, it's a great watch. And, you know, it goes on about the Oakland days who've gone to have a record 
unbeaten winning streak in 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 this in this this particular season. They don't go ahead and win the the, the World Series. They get knocked out. But somebody a team then following follows their their um sort of what they've gone and done, and they do go and win a World Series, which shows that it worked. And you know that was Boston, right? They were like the first. Yeah, Boston. Yeah, the Red Sox came in and basically took what they did and it put it in place and they went and won a world series by doing that so so yes yeah, so that that's my that's my number 3 Actually, and also, also just in. just to add to that i think that there were other teams who took inspiration from moneyball such as liverpool yeah. then yeah. i think fulham fulham definitely do the moneyball approach and i yeah. think brentford might do as well but yeah. it's, yes it's it's a very interesting con- concept it's the idea of going for stats rather than the appearance you know kind of going maybe for the uglier player you know because yep. the fact is he still gets the good stats but it's yeah, it's great it's a great film the fact that it's true and it's been implemented in other sports i mean you know it just goes a long way to yeah just give you that good good insight so yeah that's my number three number two he based on the novel of the same name damned united another football one oh. for me uh this is all about brian clough and his, his about yeah, he he obviously was given the Leeds United job back in the day. Unfortunately for him, it wasn't to be. Got sacked after something like thirty or forty days or something. It really spells out the charismatic kind of approach he has with with people and how he says it how it is to a certain extent. It's, it's quite in your face, and it looks at Brian Clough at, from from a personal and professional point of view. And to be honest, I think his his family weren't too happy about the book. I got the impression that they the the film portrayed him a little bit better than than the book it did. I think the book kind of was a bit colder and it, it kind of spelled out a bit more about his drinking and stuff like that. Whereas the film, it was more about the how things went down. And yeah, I thought it was a great film. Something it's just a it, it's a it's a really nice film I can just stick on, and you know. I look forward to watching it every time. I think it's a football element as well, where they kind of show the old commentary and stuff like that, and you know yeah. some of the older pictures and uh, pitches, sorry, and um, yeah. you know, like for instance, the Billy Bremner, Kevin Keegan charity shield, where it kicked off between the two of them. You know, I just love seeing all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I'm quite sentimental towards football that I wasn't even alive for, but you know, I think a lot of yeah. people are. So that's yeah. my number two. How about yourself, mate? Yeah. Number two is Any Given Sunday. Mate, I love that film. I love that film yeah. so much. Al Pacino doing you know, Al Pacino things. I've been, been awesome. But yeah, Any Given Sunday is about, obviously, yeah, an NFL L film. They're not using calling it the NFL. They're not taking all those rights, obviously. But um, yeah, it's about Al Pacino being uh, the, the team. Um, lead, being the manager or the, the head coach of the team under a, a new owner because um, somebody's um, been passed on the team and just him being sort of set in his ways yeah he gets a sort of a freak star player come through due to injuries to his quarterbacks and he just goes through sort of like the, the sort of problems maybe that teams can face you know what sort of obstacles you can get I think it shows quite a bit of realism on that obviously there'll be some unrealistic bits in it but i think it has a really good portrait and it's just a great film and it's got one of the best damn team talk speeches you'll ever yes anything it's so inspiring yeah it's it's if you if you haven't seen it just type into youtube al pacino any given sunday you'll get the speech and it is that doesn't make you want to go and fucking fight for your team nothing will absolutely great one i love watching that film it's um it's a great watch and um yeah definitely recommend it 100 mate you, you've actually stolen my number one that's, oh. that's, 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 that's fine though because uh, my my other potential i mean the my backup could have gone into any anywhere here and i was like planning just in case you used you know probably my top yep. three really then i was going to throw it in there but yeah the last one for me number one was going to be any given Sunday, but instead I've had to substitute it for Rocky one to four. <laughs> I, I, again, a bit like what I was saying about the, the films earlier from the, you know, from the nineties, I feel like the Rocky films, you, you, you remember the bad guys, let's say the bad guys, his opponents, 
But those films, apart from the one with Tommy Gunn, which is just awful, um, yeah, the right. the films with yeah, where they go to Russia, Apollo Creed gets yeah. Well, I, I don't know if I want to give it away, really, but yeah, nah. Apollo <laughs> Creed gets damaged by Ivan Drago. I would break you. Yeah, he, he's absolutely brilliant, and uh, yeah, I mean. You, you got again being sentimental towards older things you know it's like i love the idea that stallone was a complete nobody you know he came up with this idea of the rocky films played it himself and it, it stole all these oscars away from these incredible films that came out around that time and i love yeah. that i love that idea it's like it's almost like life imitating art it's like Rocky was the underdog in, you know, in real life, you know, as a film. It didn't, yeah. wasn't expected to win anything and it won the Oscars and, yeah, brilliant. It obviously got one of the best theme songs for, you know, any kind of film, really. Everyone knows the, the Rocky yeah. song. Everyone's, everyone's run up some yeah. steps. I mean, I've done it. I've, I've been fortunate enough to go to Philadelphia and run up the specific steps, but everyone's run up the steps and looked around, jumped up in the air with their arms yeah. up, right? Everyone's done that, right? <laughs> I'm not the only Definitely, one. I'm yeah. not the only loser, it. am I? No, 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 no. I've done it, mate. I've done it. Yeah. I think I don't think you're alone. You're okay. You, you're not. You're not a complete weirdo. Yeah, nice. Really, really, really. The good thing is that um, no one can see that, that look, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's yeah. it's a fantastic franchise. I mean, again, that I feel like there there are some franchises that hold their own, but not many. And the Rocky one definitely does. So that's that's. That probably would have, like I say, I, I had a feeling that you might have gone with the Mike Bassett. Rocky was going to come in the top three somewhere, but I think it it probably deserves to be above Damn United and Mike Bassett. So I'm happy for it to be my number one. Yeah, no, fair enough. Fair enough, pal. I like it. I like it. Well, my winner, my, my number one has not, not been picked now. You know, some people might not like this film, but I fucking loved it. It's a boxing film. Clint Eastwood. Hilary Swank, Million Dollar Baby. Now, don't get me wrong. It's a fucking tearjerker at the end. I'm not bloody, yeah, I don't like it at the end one little bit. You know, it's very upsetting. But um, I, I love boxing films and, well, I love boxing as well. But this is a boxing film that, you know, I thought was just you know, really good. Yeah, okay. Some, and, and you see it, you know, where you know people come in and they, they spark people out as they're, they're getting up there. But I just think it was... Um, Really good and different to see a boxing film about female boxer and female, women's boxing is massive, getting massive now, you know, which is great to see. Uh, yeah, this this film was really good. I enjoyed it. Clint Eastwood doesn't do too many bad films anyway. Morgan Freeman's in there, and I think yeah, it was just um, yeah, it was just great to see sort of you know how you know person was you know, training someone in the coach because I don't think boxing films are easy to do at all, you know, and that's why I sort of went for this. I mean, there are other boxing sort of movies out there, but this was my favorite one, and I thought it was um, yeah done really well. Obviously, you know there was Oscar nominations, etc., and and whatnot. So I think you know the I think it got very much agreed. I think actually Hilary Swank won a, an Oscar for this film. Actually, to be fair, um, for the Best Actress Award. So definitely a, a top film for me. Obviously, there's others that I've missed out. I know, but um yeah, Million Dollar Babies, my favorite sport film. I could watch it loads and loads. I think I've only seen that once, to be honest, mate. And I, I'll be honest with you, it wasn't like I didn't like it. I just don't feel like it It drew me in like these other films we've spoken about. Yeah. But it's still yeah, a very good exactly. film, obviously. Yeah. No, of course, completely understand that. And yeah, and like I said, it, you know, there's, there's, I've missed out, you know, loads that, you know, there's some great mentions I could say, you know, Chariots of Fire, what a film, you know, that didn't make it, unfortunately. You know, Semi-Pro, what a film Semi-Pro is, eh? And then you got other ones like Rush, The Fighter. The Fighter's a good boxing film, actually. That that narrowly missed out. That was my top ten. Um, but yeah, we, I could go on forever. That's my five. So yeah, but Tin Cup is number ten, I think. You know, I think that's um, you know probably it's rom com with a bit of golf and you know still a good film. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd happy to put Tin Cup at ten and Dodgeball at nine. I'm, yeah, sounds good to me, mate. I'm, I'm good with I'm good with that. Yeah, I mean, it was, again, good film, but I, I wouldn't put it in front of Remember the Titans. I think Remember the Titans is better. I think, actually, Remember the Titans is probably better than a couple of others, actually, in there. And I yeah. think who's, who's to be number eight? Okay, um, yeah. So yeah. Are, are we going to go with Remember the Titans at seven, then? No, I, I think that should probably go in front of... You might hate me for this, but 
Mike Bassett, England manager. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, Mike Bassett, great for what it is, but uh, for sport is, and film and everything, but I'd rather see Mike Bassett in seven and um, remember the Titans move up to number six, to be fair. I think um, I was probably one that I forgot off my list a little bit there, and um, yeah, that should have been should have been up there. Classic film. Okay, so then we've got, we've we've still got Moneyball, Damned United, Million Dollar Baby, Rocky. Am I missing one more? Any given Sunday. Yeah. So okay. So I've I've already put any given Sunday at number one. That's number one. Number five, because of our sort of disagreement on it, I'm happy to I'm happy to let you have Million Dollar Baby at number five. Five. Yeah, because well, you know, it's got we've got to come to some sort of agreement there, and it might be my favourite, but I don't think that probably make your top ten. So I think you know we've got a sort of lot Fair sort of meet in the middle there. And I, you know, I've got a lot of agreement with the other ones. To be fair, um, okay. You know, so I'm happy to concede concede there. That doesn't happen very often, but there. You well, go. This, no, but this is fine because I feel like again, I'm happy to concede. Damned United at four because again, that yeah. that that can't go above Rocky, and it can't yeah. go above probably Moneyball in the set. I'd say Moneyball yeah. three and Rocky at two. Yeah, Moneyball three, Rocky two, and then. Any given Sunday, number one on the perfect top of the pile. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, if you, if you fast forward that, this well, I say disagreement. It's actually a very amicable agreement. Yeah. We have yes. at number ten, Tin Cup. We have at number nine, Dodgeball. Eight, Hoosiers. Seven, Mike Bassett, England manager. Number six, Remember the Titans. Number five, Million Dollar Baby. Number four, Damned United. Number three, Moneyball. Number two, Rocky. One to four. And number one, any given Sunday, Oliver Stone's genius artwork of a film. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Loved it, mate. I, I the only thing I, <laughs> now we have to watch Woman. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm again. Yeah. But that's fine. I can I can get start getting through that. And um, yeah, definitely. There's lot. There's lots out there. Lots, you know. I've never seen like the film Rudy, and I've heard that's brilliant to watch and, and stuff. But we didn't get. It. Feel the dreams, the league of the realm. You know, there's, oh, there's so much out there, so much. But yeah, but um, we we could talk about that for hours and hours, and you know, he he probably wouldn't get bored of it either. So, but um, maybe you listeners would eventually. So, um, I guess good top ten, Heath. Yeah, loved it, mate. Really enjoyed that. That was good fun. That was it was good, kind of like having to research into it and and work out what's what. But I uh, really really enjoyed that, mate. It, it, it leads us on nicely to our, our final feature for today, which is our game week preview for the upcoming game week 35. So, I mean, looking at it here, there aren't any doubles this week. This is quite a chilled one. I think there's a couple of doubles in 36 and 37 and then 38. Obviously, they'll have them all, all on at the same time. So what's happening for, for your teammate this week? Well, I'm going to be making two transfers. I've got two free transfers, so I'll be making them. Um, I'm all gearing up for like the the good double game weeks in 36 and and then and then a couple in 37. So I'm I'm working towards that. But yeah, my transfers this week plan's gonna be. I'll, I'll obviously wait until Friday, but to get rid of Connor Cody and to get rid of Virgil Van Dyke, you'll be thinking, what? Why are you getting rid of Van Dyke? But I'm just gonna replace Van Dyke with Joel Matip. That's that's the what I'm, I'm going to yeah, do. Matip's playing in every Premier League game at the moment. That seems to be just consistent. Um, and, you know, he's picking up points as well. So I'm going to be good. That's what I'm, my plan is. Get Bring Matip in for Van Dijk and then get rid of Conor Cody. And I'll probably bring in either Nathan Collins, probably from Burnley, I'd expect. It's all about me getting some money in the bank so I can do something with a striker in the, next, the following game week. So that's what I'm going to most likely look to do, providing nothing crazy comes out about injuries. So then I, if that happens, I'll, I'll have an Edison in goal. Matip, Cancelo, Trent and Collins in defence. Salah, De Bruyne, Madison, Anthony Gordon midfield. Puke and also Sam Maximin still up front, to be fair, at this moment in time. Uh, I think will be the, be, the, be the what I'm looking at. If Corny is back from injury, I think I'll bring him in and put him instead of St. Maximin, probably. But um, other than that, then my bench will be McGovern, Corney, Gellhart, Williams, or Corney'll swap for St. Maximin. That's what I'll be doing this week, because, like I said, the following week, 
I'll be making two transfers and taking a four-point hit, but it's just to then get to the the position that I want to I want to be at, and which will hopefully give me a really really strong team to play. My bench boost on one of the game weeks of thirty-six or thirty-seven, and um, where I'll have a lot of players playing two games in in both of those game weeks. So that's the plan. Captain Lightly to be De Bruyne as well. I think. Yeah. Feels like it. I mean, you're not tempted to stick with with Salah. Always tempted. I mean, you can never not be tempted to stick Salah as your captain. He's hauling again in, in terms of you know he got on a five against City, nineteen against United, six against Everton. But I think you know obviously Newcastle are in that run at the moment where things going to be that easy for for Liverpool there. Probably not. But yeah, I, I may change my mind. But I'm thinking at the moment, just watching De Bruyne play. I think. They're starting him every game at the moment. He'll, he'll surely start again against Leeds. You know they can't be affording to drop points anywhere, and he's the he's the the man, isn't he? He's the, the key for them. Again, I know they'll have they've got Real Madrid in the um in the semi final, second leg to come up, but I can't see them not playing De Bruyne. It's a half five kickoff on what is it? It's on 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 Saturday, isn't it? It's the half five Saturday um kickoff. So. Surely, I'm I'm thinking that with them not playing till Wednesday on the fourth, I think that's enough rest time so that we see him starting again. Awesome, mate. Yeah, I like it. It's it's quite a, quite an easy week for me as well. I think the only difficulty I have is whether I I'm thinking of of holding a transfer back for next week, like you say, but it is tempting to kind of like try and play it so that I've got maybe make a minus four this week, minus four next week, so that I've got plenty of doubles playing. Yeah, I've got I've got Emmy Martinez in goal. They're playing Norwich at home. I'd like to think that'd be a clean sheet. Aston Villa have been a bit yeah. weird recently, haven't they? They've not been on form. So they they found themselves kind of just above the relegation zone without any worry of getting relegated, really. But yeah, he, he's my goalkeeper. Then I've got the the Chelsea back three of Aspilicueta, yeah. James, Alonso, then Car uh, Walker Peters at Crystal Palace at home. Sorry, Chelsea have got Everton away. So I'd like to think that I I I, feel, <laughs> I have a horrible feeling that Everton might get a result there, you know. But um, because they're at home, I feel like they could. But hopefully Chelsea hold them off and keep a clean sheet. Walker Peters at home to Crystal Palace. Then I've got Saka, who's currently down with a bit of a flag on him. He looks like he's got a 75% chance of playing for a knock. So I'd imagine he would play against West Ham away. Then Sun against Leicester at home. So that would be tempting to put maybe the captaincy on him. Could go crazy and, and put the captaincy on James Ward-Prowse against Crystal Palace at home. That would be quite a ballsy crazy. move. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like Ward Prowse does go on little runs, doesn't he? He kind of gets results, yeah. he gets gets points in like uh, in little bunches. But yeah, then I've got Jared Bowen. I'd like to think he's going to play against Arsenal, like start, but you, you never know really because I suppose it all depends on this European run. Um, but, they've got they've got a huge game, aren't they tonight? Um, or not tonight? Tomorrow night, isn't it? I think um, where they play. Um, We've got Frankfurt in the first leg semi-final, so it's you know Bowen's definitely going to be playing that game. And, but I think I think he's back playing again. I think his fitness is is pretty much no. Nah, it's just it's but, just he's been rotated, hasn't he? That's the thing for yeah. European games. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know if they will because I mean I suppose it'll depend on what the what the scoreline is against Frankfurt. If they get a three four nil win against Frankfurt, then I think he'll play the Premier League game and the rest in in the away game of that instead. You know, but um. You know, if it stays, if it's a tight one against Frankfurt in the first leg, then he could more likely rest him, I suppose, for the for the Sunday game. But again, they're playing Arsenal. You know, it's a big game. You know, this, you know, the, you know, another London derby. You know, West Ham. Yeah, I think you know they probably think they've all but given up the the top four runs. To, to be fair, but they still need to, I mean, to, you know, to keep Wolves, you know, away from them, and they've got a chance of getting above Man United still, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. So he he's currently in the in the lineup and I've got Ivan Tony up for up front with Kane. See, I would say that that's pretty much how I'm thinking I'm going to go, unless I do make a transfer and I could see Bowen maybe getting taken out. Um maybe I'll bring in Kulazeski. I might bring him back. Um 
yeah, for Bowen, who knows? But then I've got Foster, Lacazette, Ericsson, and Luca Din, who's, who's still injured. So that's that's my 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 current situation. I've still got a triple captain to play, but I'm thinking I'll probably play it in the next couple of weeks, depending on the doubles. So yeah, that's my team. And um yeah, I mean it's gonna be one hell of a game week, mate. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. No double game week, so all of us teams got one game each. Hopefully, you know, we'll mean excitement. You know, we can hope, fingers crossed, that we can have a good game week and that I can restore parity in terms of being at the top. Of, well, I'll be at the top still, but, you know, restore my three-point lead. That'll be the aim. Great, great stuff, mate. Really enjoyed this podcast. The the films, the sporting films was, uh, was, a, was a fantastic feature. I guess we could probably take that and... And, and run with that for something else in the future. Yeah. But yeah, all I say is that if you want to get in touch with us, obviously, you know, we've got our Twitter handles, our North versus South one, which is at FPLNVS. And my handle is at FPL Southerner. And then States is at FPL underscore Northerner. And all I say is that wish you all a successful game week next, next week for game week 35 good luck everyone and all the best and yeah thanks for listening